everyone who thirst, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Isaiah 55, verse 1. This week, we conclude the series entitled Participating in the God-Ordained Way with speaking from Brother Minoru Chen on our taking action to participate in God's move, buying living waters without money, and trusting in prayer more than our work. This meeting was held in January of 2011 in Anaheim, California. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. I don't have as much faith as uh, Andrew, so you will see that we're proposing this year we will just have 100 cities adopted. He said 250. May it be so. Okay. So, um, no, no. The the kind of the proposed goal was that in the next 10 years we will adopt 500 cities with the view of raising up 250 churches. But based on the fellowship this morning, that goal must be revised Amen. upward. Uh, and, I, and I agree with it. I fully agree with it. When the whole thing sets into motion, it's unstoppable. What, what the brothers are talking about, this God-ordained, organic, vital way is unstoppable because it's God's way. Amen. So uh, I believe... Uh, uh, it, we will, uh, the, what we will see will surpass what we have set for ourselves. But being modest and being, you know, of um, a little faith, for this year we're just saying if the Lord can have 100 groups. But let's raise the bar, right? Let us all go to the Lord and see what the Lord will do. Now, um, uh, um, I really don't want to say much more about GDC. I've I've said enough, I'll say more, but not now. And I just like to follow the brothers and say a few words to you um, at the beginning of this new year, indeed a new decade. Um, I believe uh, with all my heart that the Lord is economically having a fresh start in his recovery. I wholly believe that. And that involves many things, of course. And part of that is the final outworking of a God-ordained church life. It's not Brother Lee's way. This is God-ordained, scriptural way of church life that happens to be what all the seeking believers are crying out for, not just you and me. Uh, they want this as well except they don't have the truth and the life and all of that they may have some outward practices of home gatherings but not the inward substance we have that so um, uh, but as part of that uh, new move of the Lord um, is this working out of the uh, God ordained way for through the action and vitality of many vital group and home-based church life and all of that will result in an unprecedented growth and increase in the Lord's recovery according to a new model. This new model. Not the old model. The new model. 
And I also believe that by the Lord's mercy, and according to Brother Lee's own prophecy and hope, that this will play a part in this final revival that he was dreaming about and talking about. I hope I will be alive to witness that. Now, uh, there's a little video that I put on to the uh, Living to Him site. Uh, I made this statement. I said this. To have all this carried out, I said, brothers and sisters, that is you and those who are watching this. I said, it's your turn. I made it pure and simple. It is your turn. By saying that, I do not mean the older saints are useless. I do not mean to say that the leading brothers should be out of your way. I'm not saying the co-workers are no longer needed. You push them aside and say it's our turn. That's not what I mean. We've done that before. Sorry to say, we've done that before to our greatest regret. I believe today the Lord has raised up a new generation, uh, including you. And I just came from La Palma meeting with the next generation coming after you. Uh, I have even greater hopes on them, sorry, than you. <laughs> yeah, I do. But you must be the pattern to them. You must blaze some trails. You must pioneer some ways so that they can move on in your footsteps. But what I'm trying to say is this, that I believe the Lord has raised up a generation of young people who are beneficiaries of all the hard lessons that we have learned. Some very difficult lessons, never to be repeated, even orally, some cases. In other words, things of ambition, things of the self, things of um, um, doing some separate work, things of uh, making a division, all this kind of stuff that has uh, plagued us from time to time in the past. I believe there is a generation that would not, how should I say, would be, would be inoculated, uh, would, be, would have enough antibodies not to repeat that, because to repeat that would be terrible. Every time the Lord wants to do something new, the enemy would find a way to wedge in. And so I pray to the Lord that that will not happen. Not with you. That you would go forth. Those who know that God would rise up, what? Uh, and take action. That you would go forth with great initiative, according to the fellowship of the brothers, would take action. Yet, when you are doing that, you are one who is, pu is pure. One who is unambitious. One who is not trying to do something for yourself or your own interest. One is who is not trying to carve out your own spiritual future. No. You have only one heart that is the Lord's recovery. You have only one burden and that is the spread of the local churches. And you have only one goal in your head and that is God's testimony on the earth. Nothing else. I would like to just say this. Now, with that, 
purified and sanctified and cleansed being, we have every reason to be bold, to be full of faith, to be full of gumption, to march forward across this land and even across this earth and take it for the Lord. So I gave the word to the um, um, graduates this year, be strong. Be very courageous, for God, Jehovah, have given us this good land. I would like to say, do this. Do this, brothers and sisters. It's your turn. It's your turn. Will you say, it's my turn? Indeed, it is. And we, brothers, will be there to cover, to guide, to direct, to help, to strengthen, to mentor, to adjust, and to correct as necessary. But you must be the hands and feet to carry this out according to the God-ordained way. So I would just like to say that on the outset. Starting this year. Starting this year. The second thing I would have a burden to say is very quickly harking back to my word last night, which I was very nourished by my own speaking. It it does happen sometimes. Uh, In this case, I was particularly uh, uh, touched. It's not a new thing, but it became quite fresh to me. And that is this matter of buying without money. You know, um, eventually, money will fail. You think money can buy everything? You think money can buy God? Uh, living waters? No, it's free. That means it's not for sale. And you, don't have in, you, don't, you won't have money enough to buy it anyway, even if you're Warren Buffett. All right? You, 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 you. It, it, living waters is not a merchandise that is transacted based on currency. All right? So be clear. That's why it says, come and buy without money. But nevertheless, listen to me. Although this is not transacted, this deal of getting the living waters, which is all of God to us, is not transacted by any earthly currency. It is transacted by a price. God did not pull any punches. He didn't say, free, come and get it. He said, come and buy There is a price involved, brothers and sisters. Let us be clear about this. It is free. It is so free that no kind of money can pay for it. But a price is involved. And here's the point. The point is, what is that price? Well, the ministry made it abundantly clear, and I hope I made it somewhat clear last night, that that price is you. The price that God wants is not dollars, pounds, marks. No, the dollars, the the money, the price that you have to pay is yourself. So this morning I have this little thing in my head, bobbing in my head, this word. The highest price for the freest gift. The freest gift is God. The highest price is you.
You have to pay yourself to gain all of God. Give all of yourself to get all of God. You give 100% to the Lord, the Lord will give you 100% of himself. And there is no greater blessing in this universe than the blessing of the Spirit. And that is the consummated triune God himself as living waters to us. So I would like to say this word in this new year with all of this marvelous uh, direction and, and help that we're strengthened to go and take this land for the Lord's interest. I would say the power of this army, the morale of this army is in how much God is with us. How much we have the presence of God, the authority of God, the speaking of God, the authority of God. That is what will open this country up, ultimately. Ultimately, it is the Lord himself. And how do we have the Lord to that extent? Well, there's a price. And that price is our consecration. Let us start this year, brothers and sisters, and renew our consecration to him in a hundred percent way. Because we want him hundred percent. And we want him to pour out his blessing 100%. He doesn't want any money from us because it's free. But he wants all of us. Go back, brothers and sisters, and consider your situation. Renew your consecration. Renew your consecration. Give yourself in a new way for this new move to the Lord in a specific way. In a particular way. In the place that thou dost takest, thou would give thyself for me. That is the buying of the living waters. Lord, vanquish me. Lord, subdue me. Lord, possess me. Lord, gain me. All of me. Whatever you want from me. My career, my life. My future, my job, my family, my children. Lord, it's all on the altar. It's all yours. It's all yours. Now, Lord, I have the bonus on this position because I've been brought to this position by your beseeching mercies and by your courts of love. I would take this position now with bonus to claim, to claim from you, Lord, all of you. All of your poured out blessing. I claim from you the Spirit as life and power. I claim from you your shepherding heart. I claim from you the vitality. I claim from you that only things that only you can give, that you want to give freely. I can claim it because I have given all. God today is still looking for one man or one woman who is fully abandoned to him. This country does not need hundreds of thousands of people. This country needs a few thousand who would live this way. I tell you, 
No one can stop this army. No one can quench this fire. Amen? Amen. Brothers and sisters, let's take this time to consecrate. I don't mean right now. I mean this, this occasion of this new year and new decade like this. Let him fill us with living waters and let this living water flow out, gush out from our inner being to water this land. So many dry and hungry and seeking ones there waiting for us to come with the living waters, God himself. Pay the price. Let's pay the price, saints. Let's hold nothing back. The third thing I would like to say to you is prayer. Is prayer. I'm going over 12 o'clock a little bit. I hope you don't mind. The third thing is prayer. Let us not just make this a decade of work. Forgetting that the true and real and weightiest work is the work of prayer. Is the ministry of prayer. Watchman Nee's famous saying, Why do we work so much and pray so little? When what? Prayer can what? Accomplish so much more than our work. And yet, the flesh, the fallen self, is inclined to trust in the human work. I do not mean we don't need to work. The principle of incarnation dictates that we must work and labor and toil even. But, brothers and sisters, for every hour we labor in the field, we need the same amount of time at the incense altar. Let you, brothers and sisters, you, this young generation, also be a generation of prayer. Prayer warriors, pray to open the way for God to move. Pray for unprecedented level of blessing to be poured out upon his recovery. Pray for the impossible to happen. Pray for this final revival to come around. Brother Lee told us, pray for this. Pray for this and pray for this. So we have designated the month of January as a month of prayer. Go back and pray in your vital teams, vital companions. Pray in your home groups. Stir up the people to pray. Designate times to pray and even have some outward fasting. I charge you even to fast outwardly as the Lord leads, of course, because Brother Lee did that. There are things that need fasting for things for it to happen, for them to happen. So pray. And there are two days especially. What are the days? 17th, 18th, I forgot. Monday and Tuesday of January. There are days of where the, all the co-workers will stop everything and pray. Prostrate in the Lord's presence to pray for the Lord's move. Join that prayer. May all the churches join that prayer. May you join that prayer. May there be a prayer network. The network should be a network of prayer. Amen? Amen. Then the last thing I would like to say are words from Brother Lee. From this book, by the way, keep this in your purse, in your bag. There's no better words from Brother Lee himself for you than this book, Messages Given to the Working Saints. Read it over and over and over again at least once a year, if not once every six months. It's all there. 
what you need, how you should live and serve, is all there. But I'd like to give you a few words Brother Lee gave to the working saints. Here he was on the matter of reward. There is a reward. God is not commercial, but he talks about price. He also talks about reward. I like you all, brothers and sisters, young brothers and sisters, look beyond this life. Look into the millennium. There is a matter of reward. Heaven is a joke. Reward of the millennium is real. Brother Lee says this. In encouragement, after he talked about Moses and Paul, as those who gave up the world to gain Christ. He said the coming joy that results from being spent for Christ. And he does it in the context here of being spent and being spent for people. That's what we're talking about here. In this context, he talks about the coming joy as a result of being spent in this way. Three things he mentioned. Number one, being welcomed into the eternal tabernacles by those who receive benefit from you. Brothers and sisters, we will labor. We will shed blood and tears for our new ones, for these dear ones, for these souls. One day, we will be welcomed into eternal tabernacles by them. What a reward this is. Look to that reward. That reward. The raise you get is nothing. The bonus you get is nothing. That reward is everything to Paul. And everything even to Moses who did not enter into the good land. Be having the ones that have received your help as your crown and joy at the coming of Christ. Again, Paul, Brother Lee, was talking in the context of people. Shepherding, caring for people. The Thessalonians, he said, you are my hope and joy and crown of boasting. One day at the millennium, at the judgment seat, I don't know what I will get as a reward in other means. But one thing I sure would like to get, and that is people as my reward. God is our reward. Man is also reward who are gained by God for God's purpose. So I would say even today, although Paul was talking about that day, but even today, even today, we can be full of hope, full of joy, full of wearing a crown of boastings. Because you are my hope. You are my joy. And you are my crown. What a shame and great regret. Any of, all, any of us who have been given so much and will face the Savior empty-handed. Today, our joy, crown, and hope is none other than these new ones. Scattered in the cities, scattered across this land, on the campuses, in the communities, 
they will be our joy and crown and hope. I hope so. Amen? Let us not live for ourselves. Let us not live for our own spirituality. Let's live for people. Amen? Amen. So that is the word I would like to give this morning. May the Lord gain all of you. And may the Lord gain his kingdom in these days. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.